podcast uses profanity and topics may be disturbing for some listeners that listen at your own risk. Welcome back to Hell on Heels podcast. I'm Bryce. I'm Amanda. And hello. Hi. Hi. Um, hold on. I'm breaking my desk. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. Okay. A little destruction at the oh. morning. It's not morning. It's six at night. I was going to say it's five o'clock for me, so <laughs> don't know where you're getting the morning. How about a morning to you? I don't know. Okay. As long as you know something happening. <laughs> Um, all right. So what was I doing? God, I, why are we recording? I'm not even ready. <laughs> Jesus oh my Christ. Sweet Jesus. I know we've, so Amanda and I have spent the last, um, hour bullshitting. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm Honestly, still not though. even ready. Oh my God. It's fine. If um, it makes you feel any better, <laughs> I'm still putting pictures on the drive. <laughs> Mine are up there. I was so responsible. I have two up there, but I wanted to add another one. You slacker. While Amanda is uh, over there slacking, we just want to shout out our Discord again. So that is out and open and ready for you guys to go in and join. I know I think we've promised like six times links. Uh, we're actually going to get links up. Hopefully by the time you're hearing this, you've heard us say it several times and have seen a link. Whatever happens, happens. So that is yes. up and going. So if you want to have true crime discussions or just paranormal discussions, we got you. Um, also, we did want to just throw another shout out to our Patreon. We have some exciting new things coming up that Amanda and I have been working very hard on. So we'll keep you guys updated there. Um, all of our patrons will get access to special episodes that we release as well as early access to all of the existing episodes. So there is Patreon. And then we also just wanted to shout out. Did we decide who we were shouting out? Where? No. Okay, well, we're deciding right now that we are going to shout out our... One, two, three, go! Our Arizona listeners. Yeah, Arizona. (laughs) Wait, we did that because of Albuquerque! That's New Mexico. Ah, no. Okay. What is wrong with me? (laughs) Um, No, that's New Mexico. We're doing Arizona. So we see you guys out there in Arizona. Hey. So excited. I still see everybody in Albuquerque. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess as long as you know, like they're in Albuquerque, it's fine. I, I really don't know what's going on today. Okay. Oh, it's fine. We've had a little bit of a stressful day. So right now, I mean, I think we're coping with our stress via humor right now. <laughs> yes, I think so. Um, so um, what else is there? What else do we got? How are you? Do we want to announce the news first or go into how we are? Or do we want to do it next? I don't Uh, want to talk about it. (laughs) I don't want to talk about it either. It's fine. Okay, we'll do it next time. Um. Okay. (laughs) All right. We won't won't tease you guys with it. Um, So, unfortunately, Brie has made the decision to not come back to Hell on Heels podcast. She said it was a very difficult decision. Um, so we're going to support her in her career. I get it. She's got to work. She wants to pursue her career. So we will fully support her on that endeavor. Yes. Uh, good luck and good luck with your new career. Good luck with everything. Honestly, I'm sure we'll still be hearing from you though. Uh, but as far as the podcast, it'll be just me and Brie from now on. And Annie is actually replacing Brie. Yeah. She just spit up on me. 
Yeah, so all of the episodes with Annie are just going to be her babbling into the microphone until it's my mm-hmm. turn or Amanda's turn to talk. So, yeah. Be ready for that. Oh, wait, she does that already. Oh, yeah, she already does. <laughs> okay. Never mind. Never mind. Annie's already established <laughs> in the show. <laughs> so, um, yeah, unfortunately, she just had to make that really tough decision. And we definitely support her. We're all in different uh, parts of our lives right now. Amanda, that means that you can't leave me. Damn it. I don't know why I said it like that. Because you so wanted to. (laughs) Listen, Amanda and I are, we've talked about it before. We're going to talk about it again. We are platonic soulmates. We are platonic sulfates. (laughs) Sulfates. Um, She is referring, I should, we should post this conversation on um, Instagram and Twitter. So we'll, we'll try to remember to post this Uh, just via text message. I typoed instead of saying soulmates, I said, we're platonic sulfates. And Amanda, would you like to share your response, which was a little too spot on? Um, <clears throat> something about being hell on yeah. heels. <laughs> we're platonic sul- sulfates because we're hell on heels. Yes. Yeah. So what I said. <laughs> I thought she was pretty clever for that one. <laughs> yeah. It was quick right. too. It only took me about two hours to think of that. No, not really. Hold on. Now I got to look. <laughs> it only took you a minute. So. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. 30 seconds to type. See? Here we go. <laughs> Amanda's taking that credit real quick. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, other than us hearing the news about Brie, which was very, very upsetting. um, How are you? I think I'm good. Um, Okay. I didn't do anything today. I was going to leave the house and run some errands and then it rained and I didn't feel like it. I went grocery shopping today. Wow. I left my house. Shit happened. Yeah. I was supposed to buy some stuff to make. To build some tomato cages. Well, a tomato cage. And that didn't happen. Oh. I was not going to Lowe's in the rain. I don't blame you. I wouldn't have either. No. Um, well, do you want to hear my update? I do, yes. I know I sent it to you on Snapchat, but you didn't respond, so I'm bringing it up again. So, I tricked Cody yesterday into taking me to Barnes & Noble under the pretense <laughs> that I just needed a book light. Sucker. <laughs> And um, I might have walked out with a book light. I got a, a mission accomplished. Check. Done. Okay. Um, You're not a liar. I'm not a liar. I did get, I did get a bookmark or a, a book light. But I also <laughs> got, <laughs> I got lo- Lost Landscapes, Utah's Ghosts, Mysteries, Creatures, and Aliens. Had to have it. And then this is the section I was in, if you guys can't tell. Um, I basically, anytime I go, I sit in one section and find five books I want from that section. It had ended up in this section. Um, the next one is Dark Fleet, the secret Nazi space program and the battle for the solar system. It's about a conspiracy theory. Oh my God. Happening. Y'all love a conspiracy theory. Yeah. I also couldn't, we love cryptids on the show. Amanda and I, if we could do it all day, we would talk about cryptids. Yeah. So I found a book called Cryptozoology A to Z. <laughs> I'm excited about that one. And I didn't yes. buy it. Oh, you'll for sure get stories from this. So put that one on the list. <laughs> um, the next one is Cursed Objects. Ooh, I'm excited for that one too. Yes. And that one just looks pretty. Cody also was like, get this one. He encouraged me after I already had like 10 books in my arms. And I was like, <laughs> I want all these. So that one was an encouragement made by him. So and this fault. one. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. It was totally his fault. And this one is called Making Contact. It's about UFOs. That one also. I like that one. That cover is very simple. 
It is. I liked it. I'm very excited. So I got five new books. <laughs> and that's where we are. <laughs> we also, on the bright side, also Cody finished building us a new computer. And so oh, no longer, yeah. no longer shall I have the slowest computer in the world. Isn't it wonderful? Oh my gosh, it's so nice. I will say, however, though, um, he's uh, got us moving the stuff around, the computer desk and stuff, and he refuses to part with the old computer. What's he going to do with it? Rebuild it, apparently. Does he have to? He, it's fine. Okay. I told him he could, but it had to be slowly because I can't afford two new computers right now. So. Yeah, okay. Well, he needs a hobby. Okay. Yeah, building computers is his hobby. But he spent all day yesterday, I shouldn't say all day, he spent a good chunk of time yesterday playing games on the new computer, so it's working. <laughs> it's working. It's working. It's it passed its test. Yes, uh, check. we played the- Sims on it actually yesterday, and he's like, this looks realistic. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh my god. Isn't so. the lo- aren't the load screens like so much faster though? Oh my gosh, yes. Oh. Those loads... Cody made a comment because he was like, because so for those of you that don't play Sims, specifically Sims 4, just bear with us. You should probably play Sims. Um, on our old computer, it probably took a good five, 10 minutes to load. And Cody made a comment yesterday because all I was doing was trying to see how quickly it was loading. All I did was turn it on, <laughs> wait for it to turn on and turn it off. And it took me two minutes to do that. Whereas before it was like five. So Cody was very excited. He's like, Yeah. This is great. This is awesome. This is cool. <laughs> so, but no, I do appreciate him. Um, our old computer was breaking on us. Amanda got a couple texts about that going, uh, if my computer doesn't work, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah, I'm so. just over here like, okay, let me know. I don't remember what I was doing, but. It worked out where we didn't need to record anyways. So, yeah. But yeah, so that's, that's my life. Hey, you put one of your pictures in the wrong spot. Yeah, I do that. I'm moving it. Don't look at okay. it. It's too late. I saw it. Do you know what it is? No. Is Hell it a gray? Yeah. No. Maybe. Oh, okay. No, I don't know what it is. Okay, good. Stop looking at it. Get out of my business. You get out of my business. Anyways, well, are you ready for a story? Um, I think. Oh, okay. We don't have to do story time. Yeah, let's. Okay, so when I was trying to decide on a story, I was struggle bussing, right? I have been struggling to do some of the stories lately, just mostly because uh, I hear them on other podcasts and I'm like, no, I want to be original, duh. Um, And this is one I actually can't recall having heard on other podcasts. I'm sure it is out there, but it actually came from a book that I bought a while back called Serial Killers and Psychopaths. (laughs) And I was flipping through this book, looking for someone. And on the back, this one sentence caught my eye. And it says, quote, Jerry Brudos strangled Jan Whitney in his house and left her body dangling from the ceiling for days. And my brain went, yes. (laughs) So have you heard of Jerry Brudos? No. No? (laughs) But he sounds Jerry Brudel. He's, he's something. Okay. So, um, Jerome Henry Brudos was born on January 31st, 1939, and he went by Jerry. 
He was born in Webster, South Dakota. He was the second boy in the family. Now, his mother had so desperately wanted a girl, and Jerry just came out a sore disappointment. So, she was not a fan of Jerry. Okay, well, not his fault, ma'am. Talk to your husband. Thank yeah. you. Um, so now, due to his mother's very, like, due to this, his mother was very resentful towards him. Um, like, very resentful. She really wanted that girl. He was subjected to emotional and physical abuse. In his early childhood, his family would end up relocating. And uh, they went into Oregon and moved a couple different places, California, Washington area. But ultimately, they end up settling in Salem, Oregon. At the age of five years old, Jerry had developed a fetish with women's shoes. He had actually found a pair of stiletto high-heeled shoes at a local junkyard. He brought them home, and when his mother caught him, he was punished. His mother berated and scolded him, and she would go on to burn the shoes, so to destroy his treasure. So this kind of ingrains in his head that this is forbidden. And you know when people are like, well, if you forbid me to do something, I want to do it more? It pushes that fetish further because it's now a forbidden fetish. And his fetish doesn't end. Like, uh, wow, I'm skipping a whole page. Hold on. I'm sorry. You didn't need it. (laughs) You didn't need it anyways. No worries. So he was also caught trying to steal a pair of shoes from his first grade teacher. Uh, From what I understood, she kept two pair of shoes in her classroom and he was trying to steal the second pair. And another student caught him and was like, what are you doing? (laughs) So that's got to be so awkward. Like, what grade? First. Like in first grade, you're all, God, what, like six or seven, somewhere around in there between five and seven, I'll say years old. And your friend comes in and just sees you shoving a pair of women's shoes in your backpack and you look up like a deer in the headlights like what do you do this poor like i get that he's abused but i also no longer have sympathy for him it's fine um as time goes on his fetish doesn't end at shoes he actually ends up going and adding to his fetishes and he develops a fetish for women's underwear how many times can i say fetishes in one sentence sounds like three okay (laughs) So he does develop a fetish for women's underwear as well. He even goes as far as to steal underwear from the female neighbors as a child. So like he'd go to his friend's house under the guise of playing and he would go steal like their older sister's underwear. He panty raided them. He totally panty raided. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. So he, he definitely was not stopping there. So as a teen, he begins stalking women, and in at least one instance, he knocks a woman down and chokes her until she loses consciousness, and then he flees with their shoes. And it's likely that this happened multiple times. They, they live, they live, but they're still missing an, their shoes. A little bit of an escalation there. Huh. A little bit, but not horrible yet. Oh, no. Um, his actions do just keep escalating and when he was 17 years old he reportedly stole the panties of an 18 year old girl a neighbor girl something to that effect he came up with a plan to get a nude photo of her though he asked the girl to come over to his house under the pretense that we would help her get her panties back and I'm not sure if she knew that he had them or if he was like I'll help you figure out who's stealing them I, I couldn't get clarity on that 
Now, when she arrives at Jerry's home, she is attacked by a masked figure with a knife. And they force her to remove, remove her clothes and they take several photos of her. The man then leaves and the girl gets dressed and she flees. While she is fleeing, she actually runs into Jerry, who claimed to have seen the intruder but was locked in the family's bar. The girl did inform police of what happened, but it's not clear if they just didn't have enough evidence that it was Jerry or if the girl just didn't think it was Jerry because she had passed him and was like, oh, you know. Now, from Bugs Bunny bullshit was the oh my nobody believed that story you cannot convince me in the 50s though okay that's that's possible i feel like this kind of thing wasn't as widespread prevalent 50s as it is now both yeah i I like yours better mine just sounds fancier yeah um from what i could find he basically did this to kind of take a step up from like nudie pictures and nudie magazines. Like if he could have his own pictures of women, like that's more exciting than pictures of women posing for it for him, for him. Well, uh, okay. Yeah. I see that. And I imagine him being the hooded masked figure brings some kind of erotic violence level to it. Yeah. So I sounded gross coming out of my mouth. Yeah, I get it. It's fine. We're not cutting it out, but thanks for saying it for me instead. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now, again, when he's 17, he actually abducts a young woman, another 17-year-old at knife point. He takes her to... Now, here's the weird part is I have different stories of where he takes her. So he either takes her to the family barn or one story said he took her to a hillside where he had dug out like a hole. Like And they were like, he excavated this hole. And I'm like, why would he excavate a hole? I don't understand. Anyways, but he takes her out there and he forces her to remove her clothes and just severely beats her. He threatens to stab her unless she follows his sexual demands. Jerry. Jerry is escalating. So the attack was actually interrupted by an elderly couple that was out for a stroll. And initially, Jerry tried to play it off like, oh, my God, I just found this girl. She was beaten. Like, oh, no, we have to help her. And Jerry, no one bought that. The old couple was like, you're covered in blood. I don't buy this. That's just Jerry things. Jerry. Like, Jerry things. Let's just use our brains. Yeah. So police end up taking him into custody, and he is sent to stay in a psychiatric ward at the Oregon State Hospital. Here, he openly discusses his sexual fantasies with the attending physicians. And I'm not going to get too far into those because that was a rabbit hole I never wanted to see. Oh. But just so that you can get an idea of what he's telling these physicians, he tells them that the place he took this girl, whether it was to some random hole or to his barn, it was meant to be a place to keep the girl so he could use her as a sex slave. He also tells them that he had fantasized about dumping women into freezers and then using their frozen bodies to put them in sexually explicit poses and scenes whenever he wanted. Okay, I hate myself. Say that last one again? Putting them in freezers? So he would freeze their bodies. This is a fantasy. Just So far, just a fantasy. He wanted to freeze their bodies... And then whenever he wanted to use said frozen bodies, he would Ew. take them out and put them in sexually explicit poses and scenes. Ew. Okay. Gotcha. 
it was worse saying it twice than it was hearing it twice. I've, even like I keep telling myself like, okay, this is just a theory, but that does not help. You mean that's just a fantasy for him? I meant yes. I'm sorry, it's just a yeah. fantasy, but that just does that. It didn't that's help. A, I know. That's a really specific fantasy. Yeah. So what the doctors do find is that most of his sexual fantasies revolved around his hatred towards his mother and just kind of women in general. Like he did not, he was treated like crap by his mom because she wanted a girl and now he just hates her and women altogether. And he wasn't exactly popular with the ladies to begin with. I mean, for God's sakes, I'm sure in first grade, whoever caught him stealing the shoes is still telling people he stole shoes. When he stole Mrs. First grade teacher's shoes. I saw him. I saw him shoving him in his book bag. (laughs) I think he sniffed them too. They're 45 years old now telling each other this. (laughs) My grandpa saw. (laughs) You remember Jerome from the first grade? He was so weird. He stole our teacher's shoes once. Yeah. They're they're totally at um at their high school reunions talking about that. Man, he really kept them on their toes. He sure kept everyone on their toes, okay? (laughs) So, some sources say that at this time, he was diagnosed with schizophrenia or borderline schizophrenia. Other sources don't mention this at all, so I'm assuming that he was. Now, even with him telling doctors about these sadistic fantasies, they still allowed him to to attend his high school classes. And he was able to graduate with his class in 1957. Did he have like a chaperone or they were just like scoot scoot off to school? I don't, I, I couldn't tell that. I'm assuming he had a chaperone. That's so weird. And even for that time, that's weird. I thought that was like super, you know, like institution time. Well, what's really weird in my mind with that is wouldn't that have been so awkward for all the other students in that school going, he beat my friend. Like, that wouldn't be pleasant. Do they know? I would assume so. I mean, I would assume I've, if I was her, I would tell everybody. I'd but be as like, far this like, effort. Yeah. But as far as like his doctors and everything, they can't just be telling people like, hey, just don't sit him next to girls. Okay. The boy girl. <laughs> b- whoa. Boy, boy girl. girl. <laughs> the boy girl. Boy girl. Seating chart. Maybe don't implement that. Maybe just give him a whole row alone. Yeah. And a dance cap. Yeah, definitely. Um, No, that might make it worse. Oh. Because you're humiliating him and he already feels that way, so. Well, I mean, if the shoe fits. Well. That that was an accident. I'm sorry. (laughs) It was a good one. It was a good one. Well. Do you want to guess how long he was kept at Oregon State Hospital before he was released? Two months. Longer. Two years. Shorter. 18 Um, months. Much shorter. He was there for nine months. The doctors believe that he was simply having a difficult time adjusting to adolescence. They did not believe he was prone to violence and recommended to release him. And they gave him the advice to grow up when he was discharged. Oh, I bet that helped. 
a lot. Um, well, he he does after his little stint at the Oregon State Hospital. He does go on. He graduates and he enlists in the military. From what I could find, he made it to a rank of E2. I have no idea what that means. I'm going to be honest. I didn't even Google it. I was going to. It didn't. It's fine. But for those of you that know military terminology, what's rank E2? And is that impressive? Yeah. Um, he eventually kind of starts opening up to some of his, his fellow soldiers about his fantasies. And they find it very odd. And they tell their commanding officer and basically he gets discharged as being like an undesirable recruit based off of his obsessions. Okay. That's what branch was he in the military? Uh, I don't think it's, I want to say it was actually air force, but I could be wrong. Okay. Either way in the army, um, in the fifties, I imagine that if all of your army buddies are like, dude, that's not a normal kink. That has (laughs) to be pretty bad. Right? That's gotta be an awkward conversation, too. Yeah. So, like, I mean, you know, do whatever. You know, I'm I'm not here. Not my problem, but when your military buddies are like, that's too far. When you can't find anybody interested in this kink, you might need a therapist. You might have passed kink and made it to concern. James is saying something. No kink shaming. Oh, he's telling us not to kink shame? Yes. We're not kink shaming. We're just saying, like, when you're... And I'm not even saying necessarily what those fantasies were. He just walked in at the wrong time. He's going to Walmart and asked me if I knew anything. And he just walked in at, I guess, the worst possible time. (laughs) Are you ready for me to go on? Uh, yes, after I did ask him what an E2 was and was it impressive? And he said, no, an E2 is one of the lowest ranks you can earn. Okay, so James apparently knows the military ranks. They're, it's not impressive, so there you have it. Now, <laughs> he instead, after being discharged, um, he becomes an electronics technician. In 1961, he would go on to marry a 17-year-old girl. So at this time, he is five years her senior, not too big of an age gap. Kind of normal, I feel, for around the time. Yeah, I feel like that's normal. After they were married, Jerry put up some rules in place for his new bride, and I do have her name. I just don't think that it's applicable. I feel um, like this is going to go well. Yeah. So they ha- he had some rules. Rule number one. When she was home, she must remain naked. No. Okay. Rose, rule number two. Rule number two. She had to wear a pair of high heels. Do I get to pick the heels? I think so. But you're still naked. I just feel like that's unsafe to be naked in high heels. Um, He wanted her doing basically all the housework like this. In addition, for rule number three, he would be taking pictures while she did said housework. I thought he had a job. I guess he wanted it done when he was home. I don't know. Point being is those were her rules. Um, I, I don't know. Listen, I, that's not a rule that would fly with me. Tell me what to do and there's going to be hell to pay, right? 
Yeah, there's no, there's no way in hell those were in his wedding vows. I don't think he put them publicly in the wedding vows, but maybe he made her sign a contract before she moved in with him. Those, no. It's like a, a lease contract, but way worse. Man, it's those uh, oh. pesky, what do you call the little letters at the, the bottom the of the fine contract? print? The pesky <laughs> fine prints, man. <laughs> Right. Around the time he also got married, from what I could find, uh, this was around the time he got married, he also began complaining of migraines and blackouts. To cure these, he would go night prowling or night raiding to steal shoes and women's underwear. Okay. okay. I guess I guess that's one way to cure a migraine. I don't get it, but... I mean, maybe if they're... I get tension headaches when I have too much stress. Um... I've never heard of curing the, you know what? I need to talk to my neurologist because this is a breakthrough that <laughs> I feel like. Start asking questions about this. Yes. Oh, wow. Maybe, um, maybe don't ask anyone about this because they <laughs> might send you to the loony bin. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now, some sources, oh, this is in the wrong spot. So the rules about in the house for his new bride, um, some sources say that, this ended when his mother moves in. Others say it had ended earlier and never really took effect. It was just something he wanted. Not clear, but at some point his mother does move in with them. And they settle into their Oregon home and they go on to actually have two children. So he has two children with his wife. Now in his home, he would set up a little space and he tells his family they are not allowed into either the basement or the garage or maybe it's both. Again, conflicting sources. Some said garage, some said basement. But it makes more sense for it to be basement. Never ends well. If your husband has a den that you're not allowed in, just get out. Just get out of the whole house. Right. Leave your heels. He won't care. He won't come after you. Let's just throw it out there. Let's just call it his workshop. Um, He actually, it's anyone did need to, specifically if his wife needed to enter the garage for any reason, he required that she use the intercom system that was installed in the home to notify him of her approach. This is not... Hmm. Okay. And down in this area, he keeps women's shoes and underwear and other kinks and fetishes, things that he has. Which again, go ahead, have your kink, have your fetish, no one cares. Just don't force it on other people, right? Yeah, that's the big thing here. Like, Right. There's a difference in kinks and assault. And murder. Um, but oh, God. he ends up going through a transvestite period. Is that the PC word for it? I am not. Crossdresser. Well, a crossdresser is a crossdresser. I don't think it's a transvestite. Is it? Well, transvestites they... just dress as the opposite gender, right? Isn't that a crossdresser they... too? I don't know anymore. Oh, maybe he's just a crossdresser. I don't know. The articles that I read said transvestite. Um, I don't know the PC term. We're Googling. But he might have just been a crossdresser. Is that the PC term for that? I think so. Okay. Well, he either was a way. Queen. <laughs> he was. I don't, well, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. Uh, I mean, <laughs> listen, if he wants to crossdress, who am I to tell him no, right? Like, oh, I wear yeah. my husband's hoodies all the time. Does that... I know it doesn't equate to the same thing, but no one cares. Like, you do you, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't care. <laughs> well, 
Reportedly in May of 1967, he follows a woman to her home. He had seen her shoes and he's like, I really like those. I want those. Go buy them, (laughs) sir. Not the same. Jerry. Jerry, it's not the same. So he enters her home and he strangles and brutally rapes her. (gasps) She survives. He does take her shoes. And she didn't know who it was. She had fallen asleep before the attack started. So this was never connected to him. um, Not until much later on. So police just didn't have anything to go off of. They had no idea who could have done this. There was no reason for them to look at him. Nothing like that. God, that poor woman too. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. In, okay. On January 26, 1968, 19-year-old Linda Slauson was going door-to-door selling encyclopedias. She was trying to raise money for her education for her university years. Unfortunately, Jerry answers the door and lures her to the basement or the garage, I don't know, to his workshop area. He knocks her out by striking her on the back of the head with a wooden plank. Or just striking her with a wooden prank. Prank? Plank? Plank. Plank. It's not a prank. Um, He knocked her out by striking her with a wooden plank. And he goes on to strangle her. Now, some sources say that the family, like his wife, kids, and mother, were in the home during this attack. And they were just there, hanging out, eating dinner, whatever. Other sources say that his family was not there. They were actually out getting fast food. So that's unclear on their involvement. Regardless, Linda Slauson's body was in the home with his family for several days. He would use Linda's body to dress and pose her in different female underwear and shoes. He would pose her in provocative positions and he would engage in necrophilia with her body. Uh, I don't know what to say. He used a hacksaw. Hold on, wait. What does my note here say? Oh, so from what I could find, some sources say he did engage in necrophilia. Others say he did not on this one. Again, not clear. Um, Regardless, he does use a hacksaw to cut off her left foot. And he keeps her foot in a freezer so that when he needed to model his shoes, shoe collection, he had a woman's foot. He disposes of her. He goes on to dispose of her body by dumping her into the Willamette River. Okay, so what are your thoughts so far? Ew. Um, okay. He yes. Ew. He. I found it interesting <sighs> that his mom came to live with him. I will say that I meant to talk. I meant to comment on that, but you kept talking, and I very quickly forgot, forgot. about it. <laughs> yes, because uh, this is a. Whew, this is one I... to listen to. Yeah, I didn't quite understand that either, especially knowing, like, she did not like you. And he didn't like her. Right. So what happened to where you were just like, yeah, mom, sure. come on, we got an extra room here. <laughs> right? It's just very confusing. And then also, like <sighs> like you said, like, do the rules change when your mom moves in? Does she have to walk around naked in heels? What's Please the deal tell me here? she does not walk around naked in heels either. I don't know. This dude's pretty gross. Like Jerry, Jerry's got some stuff going on up there. Okay. He, well, on November 26, 1968, exactly 11 months after Linda Slauson's murder, Jerry strikes again. Ugh. Jan Susan Whitney was a 23-year-old 23, 23 who had broken down on Interstate 5. 
Brutus was passing her and offered to drive her home. He had promised that she he would call a tow truck and she would be able to wait with his wife and children while he worked with the tow truck to get her up and going again. You disgusting jerk. On the drive back to his home, he strangled her with a leather strap and proceeded to have intercourse with her body. Now, there are some conflicting reports where he actually raped her prior to murdering her. And then there are the reports that it did not happen until after. He, like, pulled over and did this, right? He must have. Because I can't imagine, like, even him strangling her while he's driving. Like, how did... That's... Yeah, right? I don't... I don't really... No, I guess. Um, it's a little confusing to me as well, but I that's the best I can think of. Oh my god, that poor woman. And yeah. this it's for him to just be like, oh, that's fine. You can make wait with my wife and kids. You you disgusting prick. Right. It was just very confusing to me. I don't know. I, I really don't know. Um I assume he does pull over, but he does convince her. Hell, they might not have even started driving by the time he attacked her. It could have been she got in and he attacked her. Regardless, he would end up keep her, he would keep her body hanging from a pulley in his garage for several days as well. And again, while he had possession of her body, he would dress, photograph, and have sex with her body. So, yeah. In one report that I could find, and there was only one report of this, um, and I actually, I think it was from the book, The Serial Killers and Psychopaths, True Life Cases That Shocked the World by Charlotte Grieg and John Marlowe. Um, there was one report that the home was actually struck by a vehicle that allowed pass- passerbys to see into the home, like it was damaged so st- severely that he had to take her corpse down and hide it while there were repairs happening there. Again, only one report of that. Only one. I feel like that's something that the person who crashed the car might have seen. Right. Unless it was like, we're going to have workers in and out of the house, Uh, too. Okay. Yeah. But he does hide her body elsewhere on the property. He goes on to cut off one of her breasts to make a resin mold out of it. Ah. Wanted to use it to create a paperweight? No, no, uh, what? For what paper? So he wanted to use the mold as the paperweight and just weigh all the papers down with this. Let them fly. Mold of her boot. No, let them blow away. This poor no. woman. Yeah, it's awful. And I, I know we laugh, but this is like an uncomfortable because, laugh. And because I, I like, I don't. I have to say stuff, and I don't know what to say. I'm so uncomfortable. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. What in the Ed Gein? He then ties her body to a piece of railroad iron and throws her body into the Willamette River. And he also, at this time, he now throws the rotting, decayed foot of Linda Slauson into the river as well. Okay. You can't... I know, I trust me, I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, on March 27th, 1969, Karen Sprinker was leaving a department store. She was a medical student studying at Oregon State at the time, and she had been planning to meet her mother for a little uh, play date with her mom. 
In the parking lot, she was approached by Brutos, who was at the time actually wearing women's clothing, and he approached her at gunpoint. He took her back to his home where she was forced to try on his collection of underwear and shoes. She would be forced to pose while he photographed her, and he would proceed to rape her. Now, again, it's unclear. Most sources say that this was his first victim that he raped before he murdered her. He goes on to strangle her by hanging her from her neck on a pulley system. Um, he would proceed to keep her body there for days, having sex with her necrophilia tendencies and posing her body on different occasions in different poses. This time he cuts off both of her breasts again to make molds for himself for paperweights. I don't know what he's going to do with this many paperweights, by the way. He also goes on to put on a, a separate bra. He's cut off her, her chest at this point and he puts on a bra that was visibly too large and he goes on to stuff it with paper. What? I'm so mad at him. Uh, yeah, he <sighs> would tie her body to a car engine with nylon cord, and again he throws her body into the Milla, 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 Willamette River bound to the car engine. Okay. How do you lift a car engine into the... I don't this... know. I didn't quite understand that. I don't know if it's something that he's... He's exaggerate i don't know i couldn't figure that out i said car engine i don't i don't know unless he it was like a car as a whole and he pushed the whole car into a river i don't know that okay i'm sorry i keep asking <sighs> these questions it's just like i i'm trying to focus on a different part of this. right so he he goes on on april and i want you to pay attention to the dates for the next few months um on april 21st 1969 brutos attempts to abduct 24 year old sharon wood uh, they were in the basement of a parking garage. His attempts were unsuccessful. There were some reports that he had brutally beat her, but then fled when a car was passing by. So she gets away and she does survive. <clears throat> that was on April 21st, 1969. On April 22nd, 1969, he again attempts to abduct another woman, this time just a 15-year-old named Gloria Jean Smith. And this attempt also failed. There was no clarity on how, what, anything like that. And I'm assuming it's because she was 15 years old. So those records are likely sealed. God, this next one's going to be bad. Isn't it? He's, he's mad. On April 23rd, 1969, he abducts 22-year-old Linda Saley. She was actually supposed to meet her boyfriend that evening. He approached her at a mall, and he was actually impersonating a police officer and had been threatening to charge her with shoplifting. Yeah. He took her to his basement where he tied her up and held her captive while he actually ate dinner with his family. He, After he ate dinner with his family, he would go on to rape and strangle her. He kept her corpse as well and abused it the same way as the others. He, however, did not cut off her breast because, according to him, they were too pink. Instead, he attempted to apply an electric current through her body because he wanted to make her jump or dance he would what? go on to tie her body to a car transmission with a nylon car cord and any guesses where he leaves her body in the river in the willamette river so when he um tried to 
When he electrocuted her, was it before or after he killed her? She would have already been dead. This was after because he wanted to make her body more lifelike. Then don't kill her. Better Maybe yet, don't. Why don't you just don't even talk to her, leave her alone in her life. Yeah. Um, after all of his murders, he would dress up in high heels and masturbate. Okay. He's, he's a pig. Um, on May 10th, 1969, not long, this is not long after um, Linda Sally. On May 10th, 1969, a fisherman finds the bodies of Linda Sally and Karen Sprinker in the Long Tom River. And that just connects to the Willamette River. Police were able to quickly make a connection to the suspect uh, being an electrician of some sort. Uh, Basically, the girls were bound with wires and the knots that were used or how the bindings were tied. Uh, They were able to, first of all, connect those two because it was a unique type of knot or twist or binding or whatever you want to call it. And they were able to connect that to something that an electrician typically would do. Really interesting. Yes. Uh, police, knowing that Karen Sprinker was a young college girl, they actually go on to ask students at, a near, at the nearby university about any suspicious men. One of them, one of, there's one girl, she actually points them to Jerry Brudos. She stated that Brudos had actually just started calling the women's phones at the university. And he just would, like, hey, want to go out? Like, he stated he was a lonely Vietnam veteran. He also boasted of what he called extrasensory perception. I don't know what the hell that is, but if he's saying it, I don't want to know. And one of these girls actually is like, yeah, I'll go out on a date with you. No biggie. It was the extrasensory perception got her. That's what got her, yeah. Yeah. And so she meets, meets this man for their blind date. She describes him as tall, fleshy, redhead with freckles. Like she's, what is fleshy? I don't know. Um, I don't like she, it. She, he was not wearing flesh of others. So okay, maybe well, he was just good. plump. Okay. I don't feel like that's a good word for it. Okay. Well, she called him fleshy. And she said he wasn't very attractive. <laughs> and- I giggled at that. I had to leave it in. That's what you get, um, you fleshy, gross Jerry. <laughs> fleshy Damn Jerry. It, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> so she said that she found the most off-putting thing about him was that he had some intrusive thoughts that he would kind of blurt out. Uh, one example she gave was him asking, how did you know I would bring you back home and not take you to the river and strangle you? Yeah, I don't think he's getting a second date. That would be accurate. So the girl goes on to tell the officers, like, she had this encounter with this really weird man, blah, blah, blah. And police, like, she's like, I don't want to meet him again. Like, no, hard pass. Good, good, we're good. But police convince her to help them set up a high trap. Oh. Ooh, yes. So they convince her to call him under the pretense of wanting to go on a second date. And she's like, all right, fine, as long as I don't have to be there. They set up their date, their time, and he is not greeted with this cute little college girl. He is, however, greeted with the police. And this is how to catch a predator was born. (laughs) Yes. So they were able to question him, but they had to release him. They just didn't have enough evidence for any form of arrest at this point. They're like, all right, well, you're weird, but we can't (laughs) arrest you. They did, however, have their suspicions when he left. Also, when he talked to police, he reportedly gave them a 
fake address. So that's just increasing their suspicion a little bit more. What an idiot. I know, right? Okay. If you're going to lie to the police, I mean, make it worth something. Right, right. Don't be but... something where they can just be like, Jerry Bruno or whatever the, whatever, Bruto? But it's Bruto. B-R-U-D-O. Yeah. Bruto. Okay. But I mean, also, this is the 60s. It's not like they just have a computer like we do now, just typing in everyone's address. You know, it's very different. There's yeah, still things like you that are paper like, files. Hi, post office. What would be the address of one Jerome Bruto? Bruto. <laughs> I'm sure. I am sure that's like, that's a possibility. I, I just, I don't know why he lied, but he did. Well, I'm glad he did. Yeah. So they're like, okay, well, it's really weird that you gave us a fake address and you're just calling up these girls and talking about strangling them by the river. Um, probably okay. not a good idea. And police were actually able to officially arrest him on May 30th after one of the women who I escaped identified him. Oh. But look at how quickly the police moved in this case. From the day the bodies were found to the day he was arrested, we're looking at 20 days. Holy. Now that's the that's, police work we love to right? see. Right? That, like, I know 20 days feels like a lot, but they had no evidence. They had to figure out their evidence and yeah. get that all figured, like, straightened out. They went from absolutely nothing to Jerry. Right. They moved oh. so fast. Oh, and hell yeah. under questioning, Brutos confesses to police. He gave what they called sickening details to the questioners. To the investigators. Why did I put questioners? I don't know. To the investigators. Now, when police go to his home, they are able to identify copper wires that had been cut with the same tool that was used on the wires that were tied to the bodies. So they could identify that, hey, you have wire cut with a tool that we know cut these, like, cut the cords on these girls' findings. So there's that. Plus, he already confessed. So as if he wasn't already screwed, they had the smoking gun anyway. Right. Now, initially, he actually pled not guilty by reason of insanity. I think he's full of crap. Okay, well... So did the doctors <laughs> that <laughs> he, um, examined him for this. That was this their case. actual diagnosis. Uh, He's full of crap. Full of crap. <laughs> That's a whole new diagnosis all to itself. Yes. Full so, of feces. F-O-F. That is uh, code J.12689. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda we have has a code no brown. Idea. Code brown. Full of <laughs> shit. Um, so the doctors, they did determine that he might have had a twisted mind. But he was aware what he was doing was wrong. And he was aware of what he was doing. So they're like, mm, that's not going to fly with us. He does change his plea to guilty on June 28th, 1969. And he is, I mean, he's found guilty of three counts of first degree murder. Now, if you're following along, that does not equate to the number of victims he has. You are correct. He was found guilty for the murders of Jan... Jan, Susan, Whitney, Karen Sprinker, and Linda Saley. They were not able to try or convict him for the murder of Linda Slauson. And this is because there's two reasoning. All of the articles had one of these reasonings. Either it's because they never recovered her body. They had no proof she was actually dead, so they never recovered her body, right? Or it's because they didn't have the physical evidence 
to actually convict her, him of it. So they didn't have any proof that he actually did it. But he did confess. So regardless of if he confessed or not, there just was not the physical evidence that tied him to the crime. Now, not long after his conviction, they did find, about a month later, they did find the body. Um, or I'm sorry, after his arrest. Uh, they found the body of Jan Susan Whitney. She was about a mile downstream from where he had told police officers he had left her. Now, this is just a side note. Have you ever noticed in these stories, they always say dumped her body? Yes. I hate that terminology. I was actually It makes writing. me feel like we're talking about garbage, and I hate it. I'm glad you said that, because in the Verna, oh God, Brand's daughter case, I think I said that right. I'm sorry. It's not sitting in front of me. I struggled with that. Like, I remember typing, like, he dumped her body, and then I, like, backspace it. And I, but, I struggled because, uh, like, that was the report. And that's, but that's what he claimed. What but, like, happened, but I don't like the terminology dumped because it just makes her sound like garbage, and she's not. Yes. The person doing the dumping is the garbage. Is the garbage. Exactly. Frankenstein so, is, was not the monster. Right. So, I guess, I don't know. I just was curious if you saw that and struggled with it like I did. So, yeah. you do. Okay. Good, good, good. Another platonic soulmate thing here. Yes. So, um, now, Brutus showed no remorse towards his victims. In fact, any remorse or sympathy he showed was actually expressed for his wife and children. Not his mother, his wife and children. I guess he felt bad he was leaving them. <laughs> I don't know. Sure, they'll be fine. I'm sure they will flourish. Oh, right. Now, his wife at the time was also tried as an accomplice. She stated that she recalled disturbing things during their marriage, but nothing that suggested he were murdering people. She's like, yeah, he might have run around the house in bras and girdles, but I don't know if he's going to murder people. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see that. That's fair. Right. Like she said, he's weird, but he made her use the intercom before she came into that room. So, right. Basically, he something said by a neighbor kind of implicated her, and that's where they were like, Yes, try her for this. But she was ultimately found not guilty, after which she changed her name and just vanished. Good. She's been through mm -hmm. enough. Right? Like, done. She had to be naked the first little bit of their marriage. Hard pass. Like, it's cold. Okay, December, it right? gets a little chilly. But anyways... While Brutus was incarcerated, he was allowed to have piles of women's shoe catalogs in his cell. He even wrote to a lot of the major shoe companies asking for catalogs, telling them that this was his substitution for porn. Why was this allowed? Make I this man suffer. I don't know. They allowed it. He had them. He was happy, I guess. He would go on to lodge countless appeals, appeal after appeal. In one, he included that the alleged photo taken with him or taken of him with one of the corpses could not prove his guilt. I mean, he was in the picture, but this was on the premise because it was for the victim he was not tried for, and that was for Linda Slauson. So he's like, I can't be convicted of her murder. And he's like, You're not. You're convicted you of the other three. You weren't so, stupid. <laughs> Try again. I'm assuming he they wanted to do like a retrial without those pictures of Linda. But also, no. <laughs> so I can, I can kind of see where like if he were innocent, that could very easily be used to skew. But also But it was with her corpse. It was yeah. with her lifeless body. Like 
That's what I was going to say. Just because you weren't, you maybe didn't kill her. Like, that's that's not something a normal person does. Right. Like, that's just weird. Yeah. (sighs) Anyways. Is he dead? Well, in 1995, the parole board shuts him down on any notion that he would be released. They, the parole board's like, you will never be released from prison. Jerry, stop trying. So, from what I could find, he still got the parole board hearings every two years, but they basically were like, you're still not getting out. Like, (laughs) thank you for your application. Denied. Um, So, he was, yeah, so he... He's not released. He did die in prison on March 28th, 2006. He died of liver cancer. At the time, he was the longest incarcerated inmate in the Oregon Department of Corrections jail. He was there a total of 37 years from 1969 to 2006. Rudos is portrayed by Happy Anderson in the Netflix original series Mindhunter Season 1 Episodes 7 and 8. I have not watched them. Also, actor Ted Levine based part of his performance as a serial killer, Jane Buffalo Bill, uh, gum, Buffalo Bill Gum, Gum, wasn't it Gumbo? Oh, well, um, his role in Silence of the Lambs on Brutos. The American extreme metal band Macabre has a song about him in their murder metal album. And J.K. Rowling even stated that the serial killer in her novel Troubled Blood was partly based on Brutos. I haven't read the book, but now it's on my reading list. I've never heard of this man. I had not Apparently, other people have. Yeah. That's Uh, wild. I hope he had a bad time in prison. There were several articles that talked about some of the abuse he went through in prison. But there weren't many, so I couldn't really validate. It's like one would say, oh, he went to the hospital with, like, rectal bleeding, but that was, like, caused by hemorrhoids. And I'm like, but was it? Yeah, like, I wouldn't be upset if it wasn't. I'm just saying. Some people, I believe some people deserve it. I believe Jerry deserves it. He deserves all the hemorrhoids. He deserves seven hemorrhoids in different places every day for the rest of his life. Well, he's dead, so there's no more life. Uh, he still deserves them for life and beyond. So if we're, if he's reincarnated, he deserves them. Yes. If he is okay. reincarnated, I want it to be as a hemorrhoid. <laughs> he is not even going to. No, but that means that he's causing the pain. Ah, uh, good point. That'd be his dream is to be a hemorrhoid. He is a completely normal paper. The clear ones with the swirls. And I hope that it is someone that you find absolutely repulsive using you. Yes. And they use you to prop open their bathroom door. The public bathroom bathroom door. Yes, at a truck stop. (laughs) That's only cleaned once a year. Exactly. Well, that is the story of Jerry Brutos. Well, that Brutos. was horrible. Was I never said it was fun. But <sighs> I think this, was this our first necrophilia case? I can't remember. I know you've done cannibalism. I don't think you've done necrophilia. I don't think I have. Officially, none of my cases for the grave robbers have had necrophilia either. 
Well, we had to get there eventually. We knew it was coming. I didn't know it was going to be. I thought for sure it was going to be you. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> I like. Well, I don't like stuff like that. I I like stories that are hard to believe. The ones that are just like, they did what? Well, you mean like this? He did well, what with who? This is like the the last couple you've done have been like oh this. my god Sh- i fucking know but i couldn't <laughs> find something and i was trying to find something lighthearted again and i was like f it we're going through serial killers and psychopaths yeah that's how i come across the soap lady by saying f it this one sounds lighthearted and fun and oh just kidding no it's not yeah and then she i, I didn't think this one was lighthearted and fun so it's a it's a it's a tough line to walk. Okay, it's a tough mm-hmm. line to toe line to toe. Uh, I don't know. Oh, pictures. There are pictures. Um, the first one is of of Jerry. Ugh. Um, I asked someone today what their impression of the name Jerry was, and they're like, "Just feel like he's a creepy forty year old version." And I was like, "On the right track there." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, his foot fetish kind of makes sense because he looks like a toe. He does, doesn't he? Yeah. He looks like an like an old fungus toe. Oh, God. He's just the worst. <laughs> That's all it comes down to is he's the worst. <laughs> I am ready. I'm going to start with something super special just for you. <gasps> for me? Uh-huh. Okay. Ah, okay. Here it is. So I'm uploading it to the drive, and we're going to watch a video together. Oh, okay. It's less than a minute. I wanted it to be a surprise. Okay. Well, so, I forgot to tell you. Did I ever tell you about the sound I'm now using for our, our pause sound? I meant to ask you, what is that? That's you. <laughs> Playing with Annie. <laughs> what? <laughs> we were on a break. And so... <laughs> Um, when I was listening back to the recording, trying to edit it out, I heard it and I was like, that's being used. <laughs> so when you guys hear Amanda go, la, 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 <laughs> what she did, that's our hold music now. Sorry. Not sorry. Okay. Well, I guess that's only fair because I use your <laughs> to bleep out bleep words. <laughs> um, I have been using it too, so. It's fun. We have fun here. It's a party. Um, so, how do you want to do that? I can either, I can share my screen. I'll just share my screen. Yeah, so we're watching at the same time. Yeah, but I did upload it to the drive as well. Like, is this a video I can share on Instagram? Yes. Yeah, I made it. You're welcome. I Oh. Yeah, I know. I pulled out my old. Uh... Wow, you're pulling out all the stops here. I mean, kind of what I do. Why do I have, let's see. Okay, here it is. Sorry, I have two screens and it's just two, two, too many. Okay. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. I'm going to get my life together here in a minute, okay? Okay, that's fine. Okay, here we go. Yeah, I, this is three different videos, and I basically just took them and smashed them all together. So, 
Okay, I'm super excited. Okay, let's do this. Okay, here we go. And make sure you can hear it too. There's only sound in the last one. Okay, I can't hear anything right now, so. You see it? Oh, hold on. Oh my God, it's so creepy. What does it look like to you? It looks like a like a walking pair of legs with no upper half. <laughs> and they've got like bell bottoms on. This is the second one. Okay, that one looks like someone like in a suit with no arms. <laughs> like this one. Is there two? There's two. Oh my god, it's got a child with it. <laughs> oh my god. It's moving so slow too. You take this. Oh my god, they're moving so slow. I'm so uncomfortable. It's like painfully slow. It's like someone taking their fingers and just. Mm-hmm. Oh and my I god! I did not move. change the speed at all. Oh my god, this is awful. Move faster, make haste. <laughs> okay, here's the last one. It's coming up. Now this one, you're gonna have to focus. Mm. You hear it? Yeah, I can hear it. Okay. Focus on the right side of the screen. You will see a light on the left, but stay looking on the right side. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's just in and out. Mm-hmm. Was that a propane tank? Oh, my God. Okay. So... We are going to talk about the Fresno Nightcrawler. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, You know what's so funny is when what? I did the My Little Cryptids last time, I almost did Nightcrawlers. I love this one. Okay. I, I, there's not much about it. Spoiler alert. But it's kind <laughs> of a twofer because some people say that it can, they think it's an alien and other people, it's, no, it's cryptid. So. Right. I don't know. Oh my god, but I'm excited. Ugh. Wait, should, been... I, should I see if it's in my my book? Oh yeah, see if it's in there. Okay, uh, you said this was specifically the Fresno? Yes. Well, I gotta see if it's got a... Okay, it doesn't have index, so I've gotta just see. Looks like it's all alphabetical. C's, A, B, C, D, E, F. Giant panda, giant octopus, giant monkey, giant anaconda. That's what he said. Yeah. Flathead lake monster or night crawler. L-M-N. L-M. <laughs> Mountain gorilla. Okay. Hold on. Nandi bear. Nate's. Nelly, I'm not even going to try to say that one. Norman Scott. All right. I don't know. They don't have night crawlers in here. And I, yeah, they don't have night crawlers. Well, they might need to look it up. That was a little anticlimactic. Yeah. I'm going to need them to get on their shit post haste. Maybe it's because they don't think they're authentic mysteries. Because it says other authentic mysteries of nature. How dare you? On behalf of the Fresno Nightcrawler slash uh, Fresno Alien is what some people call it. Slash Fresno in general. On behalf of the Fresno California. 
I'm highly dare. Uh, Lauren Coleman and Jerome Clark, please get your shit together. Yeah. Preferably. Okay. So. Now, it's been seen in Fresno, California and Yosemite National Park. But apparently it went on vacation at some point because a man claimed to have seen it in Montana as well. But they are ghostly white and they're only about three feet tall. So pretty tiny. They look so tall in the videos, though. Don't they? They look like towering. But their height, most of it is in their legs. They have extremely small torsos, if they even have torsos at all. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I wrote here, I use the term torso loosely because based on the footage, you can't really see it in detail. People say that it looks like an alien. Some people say it looks like a tooth. I can see a that. Tooth? Yeah, I with, can barely see that. With like two long roots. Barely. Like, if you just ha- like I have long roots, apparently. My dentist showed me them and he was like, <laughs> these are like really long. And I was like, oh, is that normal? And he's like, no. He's like, no, oh. they're really long. Huh? He's like, Among no, Us. They're... What does that mean? Game. What does the Among game? Us have to do with. Look at the- no, they don't look like the Among Us characters because the Among Us characters are, um, they, they've got more torso to them. Bryce said you're wrong because Among Us has too much torso. He says, okay. Oh, wait, did James finally accept that they're all, Among Us are like all torso and these guys are like all legs. Unless these are the models of the Among Us beings. I don't know. I've never what? played Among Us. Um, what? Yeah, I know. James says the same thing. He says Hold on. He's saying he thinks I would like. You would. We should play for sure. Okay. Um, I'm pulling up the characters right now. Hold on. I'm going to show you on my phone because that's where I have the game. Okay. Oh, my God. Never mind. I'm not sure. Just Google Among Us characters. Okay. Because it's okay. decided to download. Oh, wait. No, you can see him in the center. Oh. Hold on. What the hell just happened? And I yeah. do... I do know what Among Us is. Okay, so they're very not the Among Us creatures. Not characters. at all. No. Right. I don't. I, when you showed it to me, I was like, oh! Yes, I've never played that game, but I was like, oh, I know what that is. Right. Um, yes, people think they look like a tooth if your teeth are like mine and have freakishly long roots. They think it's a crane, the bird, like a white crane. That no cranes do not wear bell bottom pants. You don't know cranes' lives. You don't know they, their dress codes. <laughs> it could have been seventies night at the bird bar. I am fairly certain that is not what was happening. Also, cranes are devil creatures, so maybe they are. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I feel like if it was a bird, we would have seen some form of wing. Probably not just Feather. the bell bottom. A feather it really, something. it's just, it's the legs that get me because they do look like they're the bell bottoms, oh, right? Just, they're so uncomfortable the way they oh, move, God. and we're gonna get into that too. Uh, people think that it's a don't deer. Like the way their hips move, their hips do lie. Their hips lie. No, I think their knees <laughs> lie. <laughs> okay, uh, sorry. Some people think that it's a deer standing on its high legs, hind legs, which is why I had that weird picture of a deer why you've got weird (laughs) shit going on yeah i know (laughs) y'all this is a weird folder i've got on here okay (laughs) 
It's a very concerning folder is what it is. Like, I don't know if I really want to be a part of this. I uploaded three pictures. <laughs> one is the Fresno uh, Nightcrawler. The other one, I'll get to that. And then the third one is just a deer standing up on its hind legs. Oh, my God. And then a video, of course. Yes, then the video. Uh, people also say that it is a pair of pants or a puppet on strings that people oh are gosh. manipulating. Please, and then, I hope it's that. This is the one that seems the least likely to me. People say that it's a person wearing big pants walking on stilts. And for a second, I'm like, you know what? That's the most realistic. But they're supposed to only be three feet tall. Right. They do so, look freakishly tall in the video. I still maintain, yes. The, I think they look much, much taller, too. They, um, they look huge in the video. Let's get that straight right now. The, the Fresno Nightcrawler has been seen three times. And it has never been seen in person. It has only been seen on these videos. That we know of. That can be, you know, somewhat corroborated. So, so wait, the first how did sighting, they get that first rendition of them with the the big mouth and eyes? They think that's what it looks like through like manipulating the footage. Uh, but I'm about to get into the story. The first sighting, that first video that was in Fresno, California, it was in November of 2007. So it's not great video quality. No, not at all. I have a knack for finding those, I guess. But this guy named Jose, he was woken up by his dogs barking around the same time every night, but he could never see anything. So he sets up this security footage in some people say his front yard, some people say his backyard. It's his yard, okay? And the next time he hears the dogs barking, he runs to that camera, and that's what he sees. And for whatever reason... Instead of using the CCTV footage, he grabs a video camera and takes a video of the surveillance footage. And that's where he gets this really bad video footage. This was this... the first one still? Yes. Mm -hmm. This is where he gets this video footage of a humanoid creature just oh my stalking across his lawn. Why didn't he just like do the video? I don't, I don't Why? know. Why? Like, it was 2017, so I'm thinking, like, okay, maybe Wait, it's 2017 not... or 20... 2007? I'm sorry, 2007. I did say 2017. It okay. was 2007. So all I can think of is, like, back then, maybe... It's not reflex to pull out your phone and video. So, I don't know. I don't know. Um, the, in the original video, which I cannot find anywhere... All of them are little snippets. That was a snippet of the original video. In the original video, there's supposed to be two of those creatures across, coming across the yard. And that was the second of the two. <laughs> and I guess people kept that one because it was just... Clearer? Yeah. <laughs> Clearer than the first one. It really does just look like a pair of legs with bell bottoms on. <laughs> and the bell bottoms are like flapping in the yes. breeze. It's like either uh, bell bottoms or... Um, Parachute pants. Are oh those the ones that are really big and then tight yes. at the ankle? Yes. That's what it looks like to me. I see. I, I immediately don't see the thought parachute of MC Hammer. Much. Oh my gosh. It's hammer time. <laughs> the second video that came from Yosemite National Park. And the story is 
that an elderly couple was having issues with local teenagers breaking into their property. And I had to Google it. And apparently there is some property in Yosemite. I guess they were like grandfathered in that is personal property within the state park. So I guess they just bought all this land and. Huh? It's private property. Yeah. Within the state park. Um, Because I thought that was weird, but. I couldn't find why they thought teenagers were breaking into their property. Maybe they saw them. I don't know. But all they did, they already had the security cameras. And all they did was point it to their driveway. So that second video is these people's driveway and these two creatures just walking painfully slow down this driveway. Oh, my God. It actually, for a second, I think it's just a, like a how the pixel, how it pixelated. It almost looks like there's three for a second. Right at the beginning. It looks like just like right up against here. Let me share my screen so you can see like the okay. part I'm pointing at. And the this is the second video, right? Yeah, in the second video. Oh, wait, back. That one is it. Go live. Okay. So in the second video, where is it? Can you see it? My screen. Mm-hmm. Watch right in this area as the baby starts coming out. The baby, as I call it. <laughs> You're not it, alone there. Yeah, it literally looks like there's a whole, like, second one starting to come out, but doesn't. Or oh, th- yeah, it does. But I, I think that might just be how it pixelated. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, I can see that. But it's very, very... But the other part is when they come out, of the two come out of this tree, is that how they look, too? Maybe a little bit? Maybe a little bit. I can't tell. I know right there it looked like he had a wedgie and he did that like wide leg stance trying to pick it yeah. in public. But <laughs> it he's didn't trying come to out. like boogie down or whatever. Like <laughs> spread the cheeks and get it out. <laughs> yeah, it did not work. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. So they pointed their cameras at their driveway and instead they did not catch a bunch of teenagers. They caught Two more Fresno nightcrawlers. The teenagers in that town are like, we freaking told you it wasn't us. Say that was a whole ass adult (laughs) in its tiny pants child. That's what that was. Okay. It was an apology. That was not me and Tommy. Okay. We were safe and sound in our beds. What are those? What I was at my Burger King shift. I clocked in and everything. You want to see the punch card? I'll show you the punch (laughs) card. Um, where I keep losing my spot. I'm That's sorry because I keep interrupting. I'm sorry. Well, no, I was. Uh, I don't know. Maybe uh, it's Flargnarg. <laughs> Flargnarg's back. I mean, it's people think these could be aliens. Flargnarg's on the prowl. It's Flargnarg and Mrs. Flargnarg. Actually, no, it's probably um Flargnarg and Flargnarg's son, child. I thought Flargnarg be- was the child. Is well, Flargnarg no, but uh, by the time, by 2011, Flargnarg is older because my story happened in the 70s. Oh. So Flargnarg would now be an adult. He came Flargnarg. Back. If you guys are lost, just listen to the last episode. Yeah. We'll talk about Flargnarg. Don't worry about it. If you guys are lost, welcome to Hell on Heels podcast. Welcome to Hell. So. <laughs> <laughs> on Heels podcast. <laughs> uh, if you look at the, now the second video, and like I said, we'll upload this to things. And put it places. The second video is way better quality than the first one, but still just not enough quality. It still it looks like it honestly just looks like 
nothing. It looks like toothpicks walking. And a head. Yeah. yeah. Like the they if in the second video, the creatures still don't have any arms. They both just seem to be heads and legs. Not yeah. even legs, pants. Because there is a yeah. little bit of flow when they walk. I and... keep thinking their legs are just like toothpicks. Like I that's see all that. I'm yeah. envisioning is just like toothpicks because of yeah. how flowy. Oh my god, if this is their skin, I feel so bad that their skin is flapping in the breeze like that. They're fleshy. <laughs> now we know what fleshy means. Yes, now we know what fleshy means. <laughs> there we go. Thank we you. figured it out. Um, And in that second video, I can't tell if that is like a bigger one and a smaller one or if the second one's just like far away. I don't feel like it'd be that far where it looked that much smaller because you've got to think that's just like how much distance does that really cover? Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be a little one. But the other part of me thinks how many more are actually in this video, but in the shadows. That is terrifying. You just like, <laughs> you just said right there, the reason for my Zoloft every day. <laughs> what if someone's there and I just I'm can't see them? Sorry. <laughs> I'm not saying someone. I'm saying these things. Oh, I mean, someone, something, anything. It can be a person. It can be a Nightcrawler, it can be a dog, okay? Something's there and I just can't see it. Most of the comments, um, yeah, I already talked to that. Most of the comments are from people saying that it looks like a parental nightcrawler taking a stroll with its child nightcrawler. And a lot of people in the comments are just like, just taking a midnight stroll. My kid couldn't sleep. Calm, calm down. Let them do their thing. You're like, no. <laughs> in both videos, okay, this is the part that really sent me. If you look at the legs where the knees would be, they look like they've been backwards. See, I don't feel like that's... I feel like they're bending at the... Oh my god, no, I saw it. Oh my god. Mm -hmm. like, like, when we bend our knees to walk, our foot goes behind us, right? When we take a step. Yeah. But theirs, it looks like when they go to walk, their knee... like. Their foot like slings forward and just slams down, and it's really awkward. Yeah, a lot of people said that they're just like not the best at walking, and they move like it's just unnatural to them. Wow, wow, they're just not the best at walking. Um, the basic okay. skill that they need. I'm just saying, okay. But to be fair, they don't have hands to balance. Do you need hands to balance? Have you ever seen somebody walk and not move their arms? It just looks awkward. That's true. Yeah. What about T-Rexes, though? They only had tiny little stub arms. Maybe they have tiny little arms and we just can't see them. What Maybe if they have their arms down in their pants. Oh, my gosh. Maybe maybe they, they're walking on their arms. So that's actually their elbows. And they've just got short little legs that just hang. Why does that make me feel more uncomfortable? <laughs> they've got these long ass arms. That guy's gonna. Those things are gonna punch the crap out of you. <laughs> um, I'll just. I'm working on getting myself a whirling wimpus for my own prote protection. Ah, okay. <laughs> Let me know how that goes. Um, if you well, need to, you can always put the Whirling Wimpus on top of the Fresno Nightcrawler. Well, the point is, is that I'll just tell the Whirling Wimpus to spin 
drastically so that the nightcrawler thinks that there's bugs nearby and starts looking around and just smacks into the whirling whippus's hand. This hand. sounds like a completely rational plan. To- <laughs> I think so too. Okay, we can move on. Okay. The last video was taken from another home in Billings, Montana. So this is when they are on vacation. And it was in April of 2020. So pretty recent. Seth you know Regan? what day in April? I have absolutely no idea. Why I just want to make sure that? it wasn't my birthday. Because you said April and I'm not sharing that day with anyone. At least no night crawlers. I don't. I don't know. You don't know, but thank no. you for trying. Okay. Uh, Seth Reagan, he appeared on a show called The Truth is Out There on the History Channel. This looks really good, and I'm going to watch the History Channel when I get done. But he basically says that he saw a dead deer, and he was trying to find out what caused it, because it wasn't, like, desecrated, like if mm-hmm. a mountain lion might have done it. It wasn't obviously dead, I guess. Right. It was one of those where if this was, like, a an attack you would expect to see pieces of it missing because a predator got to it yes so they were trying to figure out what killed it or what happened he checked his video footage and he saw what he claims is the night crawler in that right corner and i it makes me very uncomfortable See, that one, honestly, that one held the least water to me because it's just so hard to see. And then this one, it's just, it's dark. There is a little area that you can see, but it's like in the outskirts and you can hear like a shuffling and a grunting. And a lot of people in the comments, they. But what's really creepy or unsettling is because you can see the lights. And it almost looks like at one point it comes out and it thinks the lights are going to shine on it and it just backs back into its hiding spot. Yeah. And I and think the, that's what's so unsettling to me is like the the intelligence behind it. And there's, okay, yeah, I see what you're saying because the lights, you can hear and you can tell like that's a car. You right. You can hear it. Um, so a lot of people in the comments and this, I didn't see this until I read this comment. So. Go back and watch it again after I tell you this. But a lot of people were saying, some of them nicely, some of them not so nicely, that this is 100% two deer fighting. And they said that the sound, which I had to Google, I don't know what it sounds like when deers, I think they call it racking. Um, My struggle is there's a part where I can't quite tell. Like, I feel like if it was too dear, they would have fallen apart from each other instead of kind of moving simultaneously. Yeah. But, but now, I, also I, feel like I, can, I also feel like I can see where it's potentially the deer. Yeah. After I read that comment, I looked at it again and I was like, oh, that's, that's 100% deer. that's too dear fighting. Yeah. I, yeah. I had to Google it and it did sound really close. Um. But I also sent it to my dad and I was like, hey, what is this? And he was like, I don't know. Okay. Like, gee, thanks, dad. I really appreciate that help. I was like, does it sound like two deer fighting? And he never responded. So he's at work. Um, I just, to me, I can see it. But there's also somewhere I'm like, does that look like a natural movement between two deer? Like, I cannot tell you. <laughs> but it would make more sense if one of those deer did not make it out of the fight. 
and there yes. was no predatory marks. Yeah, that was um that was another part that they were kind of saying is that sometimes these are very brutal uh, when two deer fight like that, and it could very much have died from a fight, like like a territorial right. type fight. Right. Now I have one more story that may or may not be related to the Fresno Nightcrawler. Oh this I is... was really nervous for some reason thinking you're going to be like, it may or may not be in Utah, and I saved it for a laugh. <laughs> so I was going to be like, I'm not sleeping tonight. No, <laughs> this one uh, actually takes place in Ohio. Okay. So this one. I'm sorry, I lost my spot again. This one's just as awful as all of uh, all the other ones, okay? <sighs> yeah, this one I heard is it. seven feet tall. Oh, fuck s- you. Slim. It's a gray creature with muscular legs that walked like its knees were backwards. Nope, done. Bye. It is the Carmel area creature. And. <sighs> I found this. It was actually in a newspaper it, in Hillsboro, Ohio. Ron McGlone. He sounds wonderful. He's an investigator with the Mutual UFO Network or MUFON. And he told the Highland County Press that. Okay. So he's basically relaying the story of someone else. Someone told him this story and he's relaying it to the newspaper. And the original people were never identified. They did not want any part of this. They're like, hey, this happened. Leave us out of it. <laughs> we just want right. to forget it happened. On December 12th, 2014, a 60-year-old firmer, former Marine, him and his wife were driving near Carmel, or it might be Carmel, Ohio. Ohio Caramel. How do you say it? Carmel or Caramel? Well, there's no second A. It's just like Carmel. I so, just thought I was being funny. Can you just laugh at my joke for once? You're, okay. <laughs> <laughs> really what it is is Amanda's the funny one and I'm just here. I just have a, I have a problem taking people seriously sometimes. <laughs> I have a problem taking myself seriously. I do not. Taking yourself or taking me seriously? What was the question? I don't know. <laughs> Back to this caramel. Okay. Um, so the Caramel Marine, <laughs> him and his wife were driving near a caramel when they came up over a hill and they saw this creature. And now everything I'm about to read is an exact quote. We recently bought a place in the Fort Hill area in Southeast Highland County. We first noticed after about 30 days of living here that no matter, or I'm sorry, after 30 days of living here that we suddenly have a perfect circle that stays Fresh green in our matter. What? That stays fresh green. I don't know what's even happening. I'm going to restart this. I'm so sorry. Are you drunk or high? (laughs) I wish. Are you okay? I was trying to follow along with the mouse and it just screwed me up. Okay. We recently bought a place in the Fort Hill area in Southeast Highland County. We first noticed... After about 30 days of living here, that we suddenly have a perfect circle that stays fresh green no matter what weather in our front yard. On Friday night, the 12th, we were driving home. After turning on Carmel Road, 
which leads to our road. We went around the curve by the Carmel Church and then up a small incline and approximately 10 feet over the incline and in front of our truck, the alien ran across across the road and into the woods. And like I said, this alien was described as a seven foot tall, slender, gray creature. We have no idea if that is related or not, but the photo, the second photo in the drive, that is a witness sketch of the Carmel area creature. Okay. I don't like how muscular it looks. I don't like that it does definitely look like it's been going to the gym. Yeah. It does, however, look like it's still missing leg day. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. Like, hopefully you could outrun this thing because if it catches you. It's going to. It may not have arms, but it definitely looks like it, it's going to fight like a giraffe, like using its neck. <laughs> <laughs> I went to baseball bat, but yes. Okay. I can see that. It's going to fight me like a giraffe. Get your shit together. <laughs> it's obviously going to fight you like a giraffe. <laughs> But that is that's all I have for that, um oh god for the Fresno Nightcrawler. Oh god. I so, don't enjoy it. Hopefully you'll find that in your dreams tonight. Oh, thanks for that. I have to relive <laughs> that multiple times too. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Um wow, well, well, um wow. Yeah, definitely one of the like unsettling ones like it i've only been to california once and i want to go back even less now oh okay so you don't want to go to fresno for like a show out there with me or anything i'm really torn because for some reason i feel like fresno would have good sandwich shops maybe i feel like a fresno is a sandwich is that a sandwich it sounds like it or am i just hungry both probably (laughs) I feel like I've heard Fresno as like a sandwich or something. Um, I'm feeling like very unsettled right now with your whole story and with my story. And it's just very unsettling. (laughs) Well, if you want, I made you a video. (laughs) You made me a video that was three videos stitched together. So (laughs) thanks. You're welcome. I really appreciate it. Is it the tiniest bell pepper in the world? It's one of them. <laughs> okay. But I grew it myself and it is delicious. I I went grocery shopping today and went, <laughs> I don't grow any of this stuff. Thank you, someone else. <laughs> Thank you, Farmers of America. I only grow tomatoes and bell peppers and the bell pepper we bought from the store went bad. And I was like, oh, I can fix this. Follow me to the back deck, good sir. The back where I have things. Step into my office of plants. You need tiny uh, bell peppers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to oh repot them and they're going to get bigger. One of them did get, he got like this big. We're getting there. That's a pretty good size. Yeah. That's a good size bell pepper. Was it like skinny though around? Yeah. Oh. It was like maybe that big. We got to get uh, the, the girth up some. <laughs> I heard the hesitation. I know. Because like... <laughs> I started to say it, and then I immediately didn't want to say it anymore. And then you smirked, so I said it. Because <laughs> I knew it. I even said it. Anyways, 
Well, before we lose anyone else, thank you all for listening to Hell on Heels podcast. To see pictures from this episode, you can follow us on Instagram at Hell on Heels podcast, Twitter at Hell on Heels pod, or Facebook by searching Hell on Heels podcast. You can find us on Linktree by typing in Hell on Heels podcast. If you want to support support us, please like, review, rate, share, and subscribe on your preferred listening platforms. If you want to take your support one step further so we can create more content for you guys, you can donate through Patreon where we're working to release specials for our patrons. If you have your own true crime or paranormal stories, suggestions, or just words of encouragement, please email us at podcast at gmail.com. Thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to tell your friends to listen with you. And this has been Hell on Hills Podcast. Bye. <laughs>